Greetings and welcome to the Cathartic Yardstick with your hosts, Ray and Mark. They say that chaos is the law of nature, while order is the dream of man. Well, come along and witness the battle between the two as your intrepid hosts dream of bringing order to a random discussion of podcasting and whatever else comes to mind. And speaking of Cathartic Yardstick, uh, welcome to the Cathartic Yardstick podcast with Ray and Mark. Uh, it's a Sunday night, and uh, and we're broadcasting live as we are we, we are so frequently under the impression that we are doing <laughs> <laughs> broadcasting. We're down here at the Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> broadcasting live, doing a live remote, <laughs> spinning tunes, playing all the hits all the time. Oh. I am never going to get past the, the the thought that we're doing radio. I I don't think that's ever going to happen. It's a fun thought. Why would you let go of it? I, there's no reason to, really. Yeah. So hang on to it. Why not? I mean, in, in my mind, this is a radio broadcast, and it's going out live, and there are actually people listening to it. Do we have a weather girl? We should get a weather girl. We, hey, hey, Michelle. What's, what's Michelle doing? Well, how about, <laughs> Su- how about Susan? Susan could be our weather girl. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, we'll have, well, next time we'll have her do the weather. So, whose weather is she doing? I mean, because there's weather where you are, there's weather where I am, and there's weather where our listeners are. Well, you know what? We'll have to do the intro and then break to the regional affiliates for them to do the local weather. Ah, that's the only reasonable thing to do. Of course, then we're back to like the NBC chimes, you know, so you know when it's network and when <laughs> right. the affiliates can join in. So uh, that's how that started, you know, the what, NBC was it really? chimes. Oh. Yeah. That's why you know that the network broadcast is about to start. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know that you want this as part of the podcast, but there was that little matter I wanted to discuss with you and let you know because it's somewhat bizarre, but I thought you might appreciate it. It's um, what I always do is I go to YouTube and Mm -hmm. I'll pull up all kinds of videos um, of people on talk shows that I never saw before, or I don't know, music. Um, It's just like what I used to do in high school is when I would have study hall in the library, I would go to the encyclopedia, just grab a volume and open it to a random page and learn a random fact. I found Mm -hmm. that interesting. And so that's what I do with YouTube. And of course, every time you pull up a video, Next time you log on, it'll pull up related videos. So I don't know if I pulled up a Patsy Cline song or something country western or something, but it pulled up some Patty, uh, Patsy Cline stuff. And of course, you know, she was killed in a plane crash, right? Not, not very humorous material, you know. But um, there was an interview with a guy by the name of Jerry Pfeiffer, who was one of the first uh, responders on the crash scene. And so I thought, okay, I don't know much. I'm like a trivia buff. I don't know much about the crash itself, the circumstances, how it all happened, you know, that kind of thing. So I figured, let me, let me listen to this. Oh, was this going to make me feel sad? I don't know. I don't know, but it's, it's so, it was so bad. I mean, not like, well, not bad necessarily in the bad, sad sense, but it was truly bad television. It was an interview done by almost like a 
cable access channel somewhere in western Tennessee. <laughs> the the interviewer was bad. The mm-hmm. guest was bad. There was no control. Uh, she didn't she didn't talk to him beforehand. And so she completely lost control of it. But it was like this train wreck that you just had to watch. It's 11 minutes long. And at the end of this discussion, I may, if you're interested, I may send you the link so you can experience it yourself. But basically, here's what happens. You can imagine it's probably circa 19, I don't know, 80, 81. And so it's got that kind of look to it. And people's haircuts are kind of of that era. Everything's beige. Yeah, it's really bleeding colors, you know, that kind of thing. But, um, you know, this lady comes on. She goes, hi, welcome to the show. Tonight, we're going to be interviewing Jerry Pfeiffer, who was one of the first responders uh, to the Patsy Cline plane crash. But right now, we're broadcasting from Jerry's general store. And then she turns around. She starts panning the camera around all the stuff in Jerry's dry goods store, general store. Mm-hmm. So he's got like memorabilia and groceries, and and you know he sits there. And she goes, "Wow, you have just about everything in here. It's like a museum." He goes, "Yep, I collect everything but money." <laughs> <laughs> and then you know she starts she starts talking to him, and uh, instantly she starts losing control. You know he says. Uh, <laughs> it's it's really interesting, but he says, yeah, um, in 19, uh, 1960, I guess it was, he says, I was 18 years old, uh, fresh out of school. Uh, he says, I was the dispatcher for the local uh, sheriff's department. I was a deputy. And at that time, City Hall was in the basement of the hardware store, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought, oh my gosh. But it's like, it's stuff like that that just kept me listening. But he sits there and he says, we, we got... I got a call from a farmer saying, I think there was a plane crash on my property. I heard this low flying aircraft. The engine was sputtering. Then it went quiet and I heard kind of a muffled crash. And so he says, first thing I call is the state patrol. And I called them up and I asked them if they had an aircraft missing. And they said they didn't, but they'd check into it. (laughs) And they called me within the hour and said, yes, in fact, there was an airplane missing. And it had Patsy Cline on it and a few other people. And he says, uh, it was kind of foggy and kind of a bad night out. Um, he says, it's not really the kind of night you'd want to be flying, I wouldn't think. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> do you think? I guess not, huh? And, and he's sister and he says, you know, so he says, I sent the rescue squad out and they were run- running up and down that road, you know, but they could, they didn't see anything. So we thought we'd just wait till morning. When it's daylight. And I'm thinking to myself, if I go down in an aircraft and I'm stranded in a tree somewhere, um, I'm not going to want to wait for you to finish your Captain Crunch in the morning to come out and get me. Just come out and get me, you know? So he says, I I get out there the next morning. And he says, you know, we're we're the first ones there. I was riding with the state police. And he says, you know, I'm going down this trail where you can see all kinds of aircraft debris, you know, cowboy hats, beaded suits, you know, and stuff like that. And he starts going into this detail about what he's seeing. And you can, you can see the lady who's totally unprepared for this. And mm-hmm. she's like squirming in her seats because he's getting into all this gruesome detail. So the, the lesson is always interview your guest beforehand. For those of you listening at home, uh, that large edit that just occurred was, was Mark <laughs> regaling me with tales of horror and destruction uh, related to uh, Patsy Cline's uh, 
air disaster. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. And I didn't even tell you the good parts. I mean, no. he got into a lot of detail. You know, it's it's funny. There There's this thing with YouTube where if you, you pick a, a theme, you know, anything, you get more and more extreme videos that come up next time. And I, I don't know why that is, but uh, it, it seems to happen that way. What kind of extreme things have you chosen, Ray? Well, mostly it's fishing. Fishing. <laughs> that's, that's more extreme Progressively fishing. bigger fish. That's right. So I wanted to tell you that story just because it was compelling. It, and it, you say, is it sad? It's like, well, yeah, but um, no, but it's kind of funny, but it's kind of not, but it's kind of sad. It's kind of good. It's kind of bad. It's, it's kind of everything. Uh, it, it, it's horrifying. It's, hor <laughs> it's, it's absolutely horrifying. horrifying. It was compelling television. Oh, my gosh. It affected me very much. <laughs> I, I can tell. <laughs> so this is what we've become now. Yes, that's true. I, we, we I, are shudder that. The, I shudder to think what I'm going to see when I log into YouTube next. That's right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Our Red podcast, asphalt. Our podcast has become that YouTube video by proxy now. <laughs> Here's my special guest, Jerry Pfeiffer. <laughs> we found him. He's here. We found him. Unfortunately, Jerry has passed away. I did a little research. Jerry passed away. It's a sad thing. Unlike Richard C. Hoagland, we probably could have gotten him to do the podcast. Probably. And he would have told us more than we wanted to know. Yeah. So we it would, it would be like uh, questioning a, a, an adverse witness. You know, it's like, <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to answer it with a yes and a no, and that's it. <laughs> do not volunteer any additional information. So, mm. so what are we going to do tonight, Ray? Well, we, I thought we'd just talk about... How the whole process of doing the podcast and, and you know how we started and where it's gone where we think it's going and and uh you know it's it's been a, a very interesting journey i think so it's been fun yeah we started uh last summer and uh, not really knowing what we're, we're doing we still basically don't know what we're doing but but we're more authoritative more authoritative <laughs> cigar box cigar box we're more authoritative <laughs> about it <laughs> Gosh, I love now, it's belt. interesting, you know, I talk to people who listen and they say, it sounds pretty professional. Yeah. Um, I've actually heard that comment repeatedly. Yeah. I don't know what people expect it to sound like. It's like, like this, like we're talking out of some sort of cracker box or something. I, I, I don't I, know. I've heard, I've heard people surprised that it sounds like we're in the same room when they know we're not. Mm -hmm. And I think they're surprised when they actually hear intro theme music. And like a fade out with bloopers and a voiceover. It's just more produced than they would normally expect. They would expect a rougher product. Yeah, and and that is interesting the, about us. You know, both sound like we're in the same room. Is is that it's recorded locally and then mixed together. Uh, and while we're recording, we're actually talking on Skype, and we hear each other on Skype. But you, our li our listeners, don't hear the Skype call at all. You just hear uh, what's being recorded recorded locally on each end uh that then is put together as if it's a single recording science yes that is synced up using the atomic clock in fort collins colorado how cool is that that is pretty cool so i very much came into it um as a frustrated disc jockey um i enjoy having a microphone and introducing topics and that kind of thing trying to make it interesting and entertaining Primarily for me, figuring if I'm entertained, there's probably one or two other people out there who might be remotely entertained. 
Mm-hmm. And Ray, you got into it more for the technical aspect, did you not? I, I sure did. And, you know, the more dials and sliders in front of me, I, I'm happy. Uh, I can tell. So I just kept getting bigger and bigger mixer boards and saying, wow, this is great. <laughs> I think you're compensating for something. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Also, um, one thing that's interesting is that uh, before this point, I'd never really heard my voice very much. Uh, and it kind of surprised me. I, I, I think I have a much lower voice than I actually do. And uh, that became a little bit of a challenge finding the right mic. And I finally found, uh, for lack of a ter- better term, a ladies' mic. Um, <laughs> it's right, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna edit that out. I, I have a mic that that has a well. And what I was reading is, that if you have a higher voice, you should get a microphone with a large diaphragm. And it's difficult to find a large diaphragm dynamic mic. And I did find one. Uh, and it wasn't all that expensive, and I just love it. And if you get right in on it, you get quite a bit of resonance. Uh, so I just sound like I have the kind of pipes that like uh, that Mark does without actually uh, having to do that. It's all electronic. Pipe envy. Yep, yep, definitely. Well, that's interesting. And what ha- what about the podcasting experience has surprised you, right? Uh, I guess because it's so much not like just a regular conversation. I still don't know exactly why that is because i mean we're not i'm not totally conscious of of other people listening to it the whole time and it is mostly just a conversation between the two of us although we do have occasionally you know a guest on the on the podcast but it's it's just it's different i guess it's more technical i'm sitting with a mic i've got headphones on i got a mixer board i've got little wave uh diagrams flashing in front of me on the computer screen so it is a little bit different and what I've found is the fact that I'm hearing you in my headphones and the quality is really good. doesn't sound like a telephone. sounds like you're in the room with me. Right. Um, it adds a lot more, at least for me, a lot more immediacy to the conversation. So it's more relaxed, almost like you're right here. Mm-hmm. And one interesting phenomena uh, that uh, we've experienced is, uh, you know, when Elise and I have been on, uh, you know, or, or Elise or Mike and I have been on, when we take the headphones off, we're we're looking around saying, "Where'd Mark go?" Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's that like he was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Now, the, I think the thing we have to uh, the thing we have discussed, um, and we probably should continue to discuss. And I really don't know what the right answer is. Probably the answer is whatever whatever you have fun doing is what you ought to do. Um, but you know, the options we have is we can have topics where it's just Ray and I talking about them. Um, option two is to add a third element of someone else uh, that were, it's a combination interview, but a third voice, a third perspective, mixing things up. And you can actually have a guest where you're having them regale you with a story or an interesting experience or technical information of stuff you're wondering about. Um, and so this is the kind of conversation that Ray and I have in production meetings is where we want the direction of the podcast to go. Yeah. And I've also thought, well, it's going to be hard to come up with topics, but so far that has not been an issue. Uh, no, there's, there's so much stuff out there. 
And as you recall, Ray, the conversations we used to have as college roommates, it's like they're, they're all over the place. Um, yeah. We could be talking about the Philadelphia experiment. We could be talking about UFOs or religion or ghosts or you know, anything. So there's, there's an endless, uh, endless selection of topics, I think. But somehow they're all related. Uh, you know? the parent, well, the most interesting stuff I think is the paranormal. Yeah. You know, although, and you, you know, you know, because we've talked about it offline is there, there's times that I've read a book by someone local, um, and they just have a story I think is like really, really compelling. You know, in my, in my mind, I was surprised to hear it. It's like, wow, you got local people who are actually quite interesting, um, maybe they're interesting enough to have as a guest, you know, mm -hmm. and have them tell their story. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. It's all different kinds of things we can do. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. We, we could we could have theater. We could have theater. You know, theater it, it, of it, the it, mind. It, yes. Yeah, it can be something <laughs> something like I don't know something like okay, walking into a hotel. <laughs> 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 Empty Arms Hotel, may I help you? I would like a room for a half an hour. <laughs> you know, we could we could act out radio plays. It'd be great. Game shows, radio uh, radio game shows, radio radio yeah. game shows <laughs> with that. no guest. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got to work on that. Yeah, we got to have guests. Otherwise, it takes so much away. Oh, I wish I could do live call-ins. That would be great. Oh, that would be really cool. Do do almost like uh, AM coast to coast. Yeah, <laughs> just have just sorry, west of the Rockies call. Yeah. <laughs> we we publish be, our recording schedule and we we open a few phone lines and that would be so funny. <laughs> we and then just I sit hear, on the line for an hour waiting for someone to call us. That'd be great. And what was Art Bell's experience? What was his second show he did? Darkness, dark, dark oh. matter, dark matter. Right. Yep. And wasn't wasn't the problem that as soon as you go to a paid you know subscription kind of service, some of your most entertaining callers aren't listening anymore. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know the pipe and slippers bunch aren't the type to call up going, "There's an alien at my door." <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were out drinking in the woods one night, and this we got picked Fiver. up by a UFO. I saw an alien; it affected me very much. <laughs> Oh, I tell you, there's always a lot of alcohol involved in those UFO stories for some reason. Yeah, yeah. And and why are they all pulling up the same kind of people? And if they're running into those kind of people when they visit Earth, why are they returning? <laughs> yeah. It's not a very representative sample. I don't know. I don't know. It's not something like, hi, I was abducted. What do you do? I'm an astrophysicist. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? And you were abducted? <laughs> Yeah, it's not like that. Oh, I do have a, a Fortnite update. If you've been following along, <laughs> you know that I Dear inadvertently God. got hooked on that, that game. I, uh, I officially uninstalled it from my computer yesterday. So I've got the Fortnite monkey off my back now. Why? What happened? You give up? You say it's not interesting? It, it just wasn't interesting. It was, yeah, it was boring. And, you know, you, you're you running around and stuff, and you're not bothering anybody, and people just walk right up to you and just, just shoot you in the face. I just uh, I just wasn't enjoying it. Yeah, it's kind of a buzzkill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It really is. 
I'm, I'm uh, sad slash happy to hear that <laughs> <laughs> you've gotten rid of Fortnite. Yeah. My uh, gosh. The first couple times I played, it was kind of cooperative. I mean, they put you with four people and you, you can play as a group. And a couple of times we did that and that, that wasn't bad, but every other time I've played, it's just like everyone's in for themselves and there's just no place to hide. One time I ended up just winning. Well, I didn't win the whole round, but I made it to the end. I just was crouching in a bush the whole time hiding and I survived till the end of the game. Now I had a friend of mine basically arguing for the reasons why I should get online and play Fortnite. He says, well, it's a feature. We can chat during it, but it seems like they're hunting you down. So there's not a lot of time to sit there and be chatting. No, no. So I have, I have declined his kind invitation. You know, it, just the, the pace of the game and the amount of, you know, jumping around and stuff that you have to do to, to stay alive. I, I can't imagine that not inducing a seizure in some people. It's just <laughs> unbelievable. Oh my gosh. So that's uh, yeah, it's a, a, an experiment uh, tried and failed. And well, I mean, I did get hooked a little bit the first couple of times. Like, well, this is kind of interesting, and the graphics are, are interesting, and the, the premise isn't bad, but the, the gameplay just wasn't enjoyable. There's nothing really challenging about it. We should have a game show where only Nigerian scammers can play. <laughs> there you go. And we have them working against each other. I don't know. It's just a thought. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I should log on to that Gmail account just to see what kind of missives I've gotten. Oh, since. you haven't you haven't checked it? I haven't checked it in a long time. Oh, check it right now. Can you check it on the air? Can you can, sure. see on, on the, the air? On the air. <laughs> on the air, you've done it again. Yeah, it'll take me a while, but that's okay. You can edit it out. Yeah, it looks like I haven't gotten any lo more love notes. Oh, that's too bad. Now I should look for my other boxes. Oh, oh no. They just sent me, I tell you, remember I told you about Miss Akawuchu Isabella David? Yes. She wrote to me again. Wow. But uh, it's the same email. I await your kind email reply. Yours sincerely. But even, oh, this is great. Gmail has a warning on it. This message seems dangerous. Similar <laughs> messages were used to steal people's personal information. Avoid clicking links, downloading attachments, or replying with personal information. Hi, my name is Jerry Pfeiffer. <laughs> <laughs> you affect me very much. Your email <laughs> affected me very much. And that that, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that interview was how long after the crash? How many years? Oh, no, this is like 1980, 81, probably. Oh. But it's, it's only 11 minutes long. But what's... What's interesting about it is, it, I mean, it's very matter of fact, but I guess it was the mix of um, uh, a, a very rural area, especially when he's you know reminiscing about what it was like in 1960. It's even more more rural than certainly it is now. Mm -hmm. But I mean, ju just the idea of lack of control of an interview, and somehow I think he kind of got the impression that. Um, what he could bring to it was, uh, I guess, gore. Mm. <laughs> I guess that's the that's the valuable thing he has. Wow. You know, and I'm thinking, yeah. that doesn't make you, I don't know. And then her complete loss of control. The fact she's squirming, and because she hasn't interviewed her guest, every time she thinks she's going to take a more palatable route, 
he just he just brings it back, and so it's <laughs> compelling television. And I'll send it, and you'll watch it, and you will call me back. You'll say this affects me very much. <laughs> I'm sure it will. <laughs> so, but anyways, no, I have no new. I have no new interesting email. Sadly, yeah, I haven't gotten any of those uh, tech support calls. You think I'd write to John again and say, "Hey, John, I feel kind of bad. I blew you off. How's your mom?" <laughs> That'd be kind of fun. Leave me alone. Yeah. We get a restraining order. <laughs> is it interesting? I it's, mean, it is fascinating. It is. Well, I mean, totally you're going to add the Jerry Pfeiffer story. Uh, I mean, because if you take that out, then you got like 17 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> I will. Of I will. us going, yeah, I thought I was a disc jockey. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, we should probably wrap this up. Um, one of the things I wanted to do, uh, maybe for the next one, is top fives. Top fives in movies, songs, albums, musical groups, things like that. Of all time? And, uh, your top, top five, five to us? Your top five. Not necessarily what's the best, uh, because, you know, that, that's it's debatable. But also, yeah, you could say Citizen Kane's your favorite movie, but... You wouldn't watch it anytime it's on TV. For for top five, it'd be kind of thing where if this is on TV, I'm flipping through the channels. I'm always going to watch it. Hmm. So those kinds of things. Okay, so each our individual top five over the span of our lifetime. Right. Okay. Right. So right. so yeah. if I'm if I'm watching TV, Napoleon Dynamite is on. I will always watch that movie. I've never seen it. I I will watch it over and over again. The first time I watched it, I immediately watched it the second time with the director's commentary turned on. I, I love wow. the movie. Yeah. So Wow, I guess you did. <laughs> yeah, so stuff like that. So I guess we're done. We need like some some witty tagline or something to to wrap this up. What should we do? This Jerry Pfeiffer, it affected me very much. <laughs> <laughs> witty tagline. Um well, we could do a minimalist thing. Why don't you just ring the bell? And we're gone. <laughs> and we're and out. Fade. <laughs> and we're out. Fade to black. <laughs> Let's try try right. again. And we're out. You've been listening to the Cathartic Yardstick Podcast, where we quickly go off the rails. It upset me very much.